Hey y'all, I am Jennifer Perkins, and this is the Creative Queso Podcast, where we talk about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. Does anyone else have trouble keeping all those creative business plates spinning during the summer? Hopefully it's not just me. Between the kids being home, vacations, and, well, the beckoning siren call of lounging poolside in a vintage caftan, I know I, for one, am having a little bit of trouble getting all the things done. You know, that reminds me, speaking of caftans, I want to say welcome to any new listeners who attended the Caftans and Queso event here in Austin. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it was a super fun mixer for fellow creative business owners. It was such a great time, and it looks like not only will I be doing the event again here in Austin soon, I will be taking the Queso show on the road, coming to San Francisco this fall in Ventura Spring 2020. Want me to come to your town? Leave me a comment, leave me a review, send me an email, let me know. And be sure to sign up for the Creative Queso newsletter so that you don't miss any of the details. All right. So this week, I wanted to reshare a past episode of the Creative Queso podcast from season one. This is my chat with Elena Flores of Sobanita and her husband, Gerald Flores of Taco Gear. Together, this husband and wife duo host their own amazing podcast, called So Taco. These two are on my mind because one of those vacations I mentioned was to their hometown of Corpus Christi, Texas. I recently got to meet up with them again and chat these guys up during Elena's amazing event she hosted called Loca for Local. There were so many great vendors and a DJ and there was even a face painting booth where you could get your own Frida Brow. How fun is that? Since his original interview, Elena and Gerald have just been adding more and more cool things to their list of accolades. Elena was recently the keynote speaker at the Hustle and Socialize conference, and Gerald launched a custom line of playing cards called, of course, The Taco Deck. These guys are some serious side hustlers, and this interview is worth repeating because there is that much great information. So hi guys, I'm super excited you're here. I want when we met, you guys are those kind of people you're like life coaches, but don't know your life coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Jumped right in, like within two seconds, it was like, and here are all these beautiful things I made for you. And like you need to get rid of your Etsy and do Shopify. And here's why your newsletter is important. And let me just tell you everything about how to record a podcast. And so I was like everything I know. I'm doing a podcast with these people so they can hold my hand through it. (laughs) So see, it made total sense to me that you guys should be. Right. We're still figuring it out too. But yeah, but you're like already like awesome at it. And you guys have each other and you have such good rapport. And I think that, don't you think that helps? Like you have each other to like bounce off of? Um, I didn't realize how much it helped until I had to do two on my own. (laughs) And it was very awkward. I know it is. Like, I had to do, like, the little, like, intro blurb for this. And I was like, hey, me. Hey, me. How you doing? (laughs) 
<laughs> answering your own questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. It's so much more fun. I love listening to the two of y'all. I'm just it gives me like couple envy. I'm like, oh, I wish my husband and I could have cute Aww. banter. Like that. You, should, you should hear it when the mics are off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just it's kidding. just you know, well, I'm so excited that you guys are here. So I really did want to ask you about like if you guys like ever did any or been approached to do any like mentoring or counseling or, you know, like business, like, or speak at anything about those kinds of things. Cause you talk about it a lot on your podcast. And I, I really do think you have, you know, I've been in business in the creative industry for 20 years and I learned stuff when I listened to y'all. So, I mean, have y'all been approached by anybody else to talk about it or? Um, well, we've, we've both done individual, like talks at different, different things here locally, like small business centers yeah. or the university has, um, a Hispanic heritage month. They do something every year mm-hmm. and we've been a part of that the past two years, but Elena has been asked to speak at different things too, just on your own, I believe. Right? Yeah. And I've been invited on different podcasts, women centered podcasts or, you know, entrepreneurs or Latina, mm-hmm. uh, business owners, um, and I was actually today for lunch. I met with this woman who's doing a um, a Latina leadership little conference, and she wants me to speak. So I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, I guess like life coaching. Well, I know that's kind of a word that's been going around, but um, that 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 idea itself sounds just very weird to me. Like, I don't even think we're worthy of that. I think we just. <laughs> I mean, I think what we, I think the cool thing about us is we just, we're pretty open about sharing whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're both good at like, I mean, like Gerald, within like two seconds of meeting you, you were like, and you should make this into a pen and this should be a patch. And <laughs> Well, now that sounds controlling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all both just have that kind of like sparkle magic to help people with their businesses. I just didn't know if people had like, I'm like, you guys can have a total like, the So Taco website, which, you know, where it's like all about like, I don't know, not life coaching. I hate that right. word. No, I, I know. Well, you know, and, and we ask our listeners to reach out to us and ask us questions or tell us what's going on. And they have, and they have told us like, would they took the first step in doing this or they took a risk in doing this or they tried a new idea that we were uh, pushing for or something that they had. And so that's really um, validating that we just want to uh, push others to follow that creative itch they have. Yeah, yeah. No, you totally do. You guys, you're like the little like Tony Robbins of Corpus Christi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not as tall. I'm a yeah, little... <laughs> yeah, I'm not as big. <laughs> I'm five seven. Seven five. I listen to the podcast and I'm like, yeah, like it's like a fist pumper. I call those like podcasts that get me all like riled up and like want to do something creative or like up my business, like a fist pumper. And you guys are totally. Yeah. Oh, we really appreciate Well, yeah. That. Thank you for that. And I think where that comes from too is I think just uh, we probably would have been horrible podcasters three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that, that our content is based around just talking about our experiences and running both of our brands, I think that helps a lot. Um, but to play on that, like when I, when you say that, when I met you, I was like, you should do this and this and this, <laughs> I think, it, I think that comes from like her, Elena and I are always fishing for ideas in our own heads about products to launch or things to launch. Right. Yeah. So I think just getting our brains in that mindset or having them that way all the time, just allow us to see all kinds of opportunities for other people and ideas. Mm-hmm. Me, I have to stay around tacos. I choose to stay around tacos. Elena stays around what she does. So when I see something that I know would be like, oh, Jennifer, you should like totally do that. Or you, should, <laughs> you should try and make that or do that because I think it, it might work. 
Yeah, no, and that's awesome. I mean, I think some people get caught up and can't see the forest for the trees. Right, right, yeah. It's always, I mean, for me, I love it when people like are like you should do this or you should do that and sometimes I can see it for other people too where they were just like well you know like I just got tattooed yesterday and I was telling the girl who does I know I like it but anyway but you know I was like you could be making these into downloadable pdf coloring book sheets or embroidery patterns or you know like and she was just like oh I never thought of that and it's just like you know what I mean like sometimes you just can't see it yourself so it's good to have yes yeah. Other people. So did y'all, my question is that kind of coming back full circle to it. Did you guys have anybody that kind of did that way with you that kind of got you on the path that you're on now? Is there like anybody in particular that you would point out as like a mentor or who inspired you to kind of start doing what you're doing as far as your like, you know, your side hustles, not necessarily your, you know, your day jobs, but the things that you guys do on the side with Taco Gear and So Bonita. I think for me, Jennifer, like honestly, Crafty Chica and you have been pivotal in creating someone like for real. And, and as a matter of fact, I remember I reached out to Kathy, this is before I even met her about what was the best uh, sewing machine. And, um, and she responded to me and said, Oh, you know, just a basic Walmart one was something that to be to start off with. And, because it was something that was so intimidating. I didn't know how to manipulate that kind of machine. And anyway, um, and, and and you as well with all the color, because I just, I feel like, I feel like I live a very colorful life and I've said this numerous times. And so when I see other people just immersing themselves in color, it means to me that, that they not only appreciate what they see, but there's a vibrancy in their lives and what they create and what they do with their craft that I just thrive off of. And so, and then I got, I got to meet both of you, which was like, Oh my God, like the universe aligned all these stars. And so um, really, that's what really started would really uh, push for me to create. So Bonita, and so then I felt okay. I felt very good knowing that, okay, I can like color too and, and incorporate culture as well, my, my uh, Mexican American culture as well, and then make it into a business. And so um, that for me, was really pivotal for starting to Bonita. Oh, well, that's, I didn't pay you to say that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm fine. in my closet right now. One of the reasons that like, I loved you so much the minute I met you is like, I'm old friends with Kathy and you like reminded me of her. You used to have oh, that. I'm going to start crying. Well, you do because you have that very like outgoing, ebullient, bubbly, just like radiate like sweetness and kindness and happiness. Like both of you guys, like I feel like you're always like nobody's ever going to let you, you know, like let them get you down. And like, I mean, I've known Kathy, like God, 15 plus years. And like, I don't think I've ever heard her say an ill will, like a bad word about anyone. You know, and you reminded me of that. And like, you know, it's like she's just one of those like super nice to the core people. I can just tell. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one of one of um our blogger friends here, a local blogger, she um met Kathy or I think she's hung out with her before and she said she's like a care bear. Kathy's like a care bear. So, like her, her chest opens up of like rainbows. 
it really does. Like, I always joke with her that, like, my husband is, like, the biggest curmudgeon I know. Like, I love him. But, like, anybody that knows my husband, like, we, we call him Angry Spice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He even loved Kathy the first time he met her. He was like, she is like so sweet. Yeah. And like, I was like, I know, right? Like, that makes perfect sense with the, with the <clears throat> Kathy thing. Gerald, did you have anybody kind of like that that t- took you by the hand and was like, you need to make this into a pen. You need to make this into a patch. You know, as Lena was giving her answer, I was, I was thinking like, did I? Because I don't, I mean, not to be selfish, but I don't think I did. There were a lot of people that I, I looked up to and I was following, I think, that um, that motivated me. But mm-hmm. I, I think because, um, just because of the way my brand started, which was kind of like an accident, um, just being in the design world in general and wanting to make a shirt for me that I couldn't find and making one, and then that's how the whole brand started. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I really had anybody that... Um, you know, there, there is, there's one guy that I would read cause it's, it's early on. Like when you want to ask for help, it's really hard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's not difficult to do it. It's difficult to get the courage to ask another right. brand for advice or tips. Cause you don't know if they're going to be jerks about it or anything. And, and, um, in this case, I actually, there's a brand that I followed, um, called wise mind clothing. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how I found him on Instagram, but he was really nice in answering just tips or questions about like t-shirt printing and, and just all the little questions that I had about that. Um, and he, he was super nice and responded really quickly and you can just tell like he wasn't bothered by my questions. Um, and that was really early on, like in the first year. So I would say he was probably the one that had um, a pretty good hand in me getting the courage to start and do what I wanted to do. And then after that, just well, just I'm constantly inspired by um, so many different brands that are doing a lot of things, like small indie brands mm-hmm. that um, yeah that we both look up to. Well, and I think it's also important that um, <clears throat> because we get asked to this day how to start a business, whether it's a t-shirt brand or how to start sewing or what's the best way, best machine, because that's been asked to me too. And I think it's important that we give that we're there for those. Um, people because somebody was there for me and somebody mm-hmm. was there for Gerald. And so you give back to the universe, what was given to you. And um, because, and I feel like it's a responsibility. So when people ask us individually or together, like, how do we start or how do we do this? I feel like we have an obligation to answer and to help because it, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. It's like the do unto others that you'd have done unto you. I feel that way too. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold my cards close to my chest about how I got to where I am because so many people like you guys were saying have been really open and helpful with me. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to be that way. You get what you give. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if I'm open and put it out in the universe and then I meet people like you when I'm on vacation with my family who, you know, tell me all this stuff about podcasting. And- yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't used to be that way though. I think, I think when you first like in, in, for me, the first handful of months when I found like the drop shipper that prints for me, that prints shirts, like I found them and I'm like, Ooh, I found them. I'm not going to tell anybody about secret. them. Yeah, yeah. It's a big secret. But then I'm like, why, why, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Like it, it's not, it's, um, it's just, I mean, if you're, if you hold out that information for someone who wants to start their own thing, like, what are you really accomplishing? You're just mm-hmm. like, you're mm-hmm. just pooping on them basically. And you're telling them like, no, you're not going to figure it out for yourself. Go through all the struggles I went through. Yeah. 
And you you said a variation on this earlier, Gerald, which is like, you know, I've heard it said a million different ways. It's like your candle doesn't burn any brighter by blowing somebody else out. You know what I mean? There's like enough for, and there's like a famous Maya Angelou quote that's escaping me. That's kind of the same thing. Like there's a, you know, there's enough of the creativity and stuff for everybody. So sunshine. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, And I had asked a girl in Houston and a guy in California for some help about just starting this, uh, incorporating some uh, Mexican textiles and stuff. And, and I told them that I was very apprehensive about asking them. And they said, no, there is enough sunshine for everybody. And I, if you grow, I grow. And I, and I want um, us to grow together. And so and I felt like, oh, I didn't even know people were that nice. <laughs> <laughs> because it could have been like, no, and find your own way. And, and there are people like that, you know? No, but, there um, are. And I've known people like that, too, but. You know, honestly, in the long run, like those are all people that either aren't still like in the game or, Mm -hmm. you know, aren't where they wanted to be. And I don't know if that's like karma or, you know, or what the deal is, but I just feel like. Another thing that's kind of like not on the same. Well, I I think Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk says this or has has said it, but yes, we all build each other up. Um, But when it comes to like, I guess, competition, um, there's that whole, like, we never want to break anyone down. And he was, I think he said something like, um, he's not trying, he doesn't want to, it has to do with buildings. I hate quoting quotes because I do such a bad job. At it. But instead of trying to tear down other buildings, he's focusing on building the tallest one, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that, which I think, I think, I think is really important because um, it makes you look at everyone as not necessarily competition. If anything, like these are your peers, these are your friends, these are your creative friends. And, and you guys are doing something great together and you should build each other up and support each other. And you, you can still try and be the best. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to tear anyone down right. or discourage anyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. My Christmas tree can have the most glitter without discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it does. Without a doubt. <laughs> if you looked inside my dustpan of my broom right now, you would know that. Do you have a Roomba? A, God, no. I wish I did. Like, I like if you had a Roomba, they would just quit. I don't think a Roomba is ready, ready for this jelly. <laughs> like, no, I did not know there was going to be this much glitter, lady. I am out of here. I know. And then second of all, like I have like ADD, like seriously. And like I read all these reviews that they're kind of noisy. And like, I think it would just like make me twitch. Like my son collects those like sun nodders, you know, that like that nod in the sun. You can't see me, but I'm sitting in my closet nodding my head up and down. But they click. They're like is a nod and I have to like shut the door to his room and like put a pillow because like during the day I'm trying to work and I can just hear that. <laughs> <laughs> they are loud. They are noisy. We, yeah, we, yeah. I've heard. Okay. We're, we're digressing into my neuroses, but you know, who doesn't want to hear about my problems? Well, you know, you got, when we were talking about supporting each other, one of the things I noticed about you that reminded me of like, I used to be, I used to be in this girl gang called the Austin craft mafia. But like one of the things that we always did is like, we kind of had this like unspoken pact that if one of us got press that we would mention the Austin craft mafia. So people would go and check out that website and which listed all of us, there was like 10 of us. Right. Or if we took out an ad, we always had like the Austin craft mafia URL in there as well. And I noticed like that you guys, you two do that. Like everything is super intertwined with you. Like if you go to like the taco gear Instagram page, it's also going to mention so Bonita and, you know, obviously so taco like, and then, you know, Elena, you have the same thing on your page. Is that, 
I mean, is that just something you guys like decided like, hey, we should support each other in all our things or did that just kind of happen organically? I mean, your products kind of co-mingle as well. That's funny that you mentioned that because I think we just did that like, like three weeks, three weeks ago because I was like, <laughs> oh, really? And I'm like, look at this beautiful love story. they can do." <laughs> well, yeah, because I. Yeah, we, we we literally did it about three weeks ago. And I think it was because like Elena's growing crazy traction on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how do I piggyback off that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then mine, I mean, I, I grow as well. But the funny thing is about just brands in general is you gain followers, you lose followers, and whatever. It, it, it just happens. But I was like, man, she is like getting some serious momentum. And Elena was like, I don't know how I'm getting these followers. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know how you are either. But then I was like, let me, let me, uh, let me set up my first. It was like, okay, let me on Taco Gear. Let me say that I am the you know co-host of So Taco, and then uh, the Taco Chair, whatever, all those things. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me put husband to to So Bonita, <laughs> and then she could put wife to So to Taco Gear. Anyway, I I, co- I I copied it for her, and I was like, hey, can you put this in your profile and she was like can you just do it it's like oh yeah i can do it i was like i'm in a meeting i can't do that right now (laughs) and i did it but i don't know why it was never done before like it's it's the simplest thing it's like the things we hear about all the time especially from like gary vaynerchuk which we used to listen to a lot um like everything you're doing i mean you should put it like in your email signature like our email signature has or um you know our podcast link on it um any like our youtube page on it it's got those links and why wouldn't you like Plug promote it. those things in every spot that you can, basically. You it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really sweet. I noticed <laughs> it. I was like, look at that little power couple. They're like, they're like the Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> well, let's really say that whole thing. Yeah, I did it, Jennifer, because I wanted to show how much I love my wife. We can just put that in there. <laughs> they all, they like mix. Like it's, it was just, I thought it was nice, but it reminded me, like, I know you're married and there's that part, but I just thought it was like a cool way to yeah, Why didn't we do it sooner? I don't know. <laughs> it makes total sense. Like, yeah. Crossover, you know, like, right. I feel like your stuff, like, I know you sell women's clothes, but I feel like taco gear is more like dude stuff. And then, you know, Lena, you've obviously got like both too, but like more towards, right. the it's like, you know what I mean? It's like a his and hers gift set. <laughs> yeah. I think now we'll go ahead and put like guests on creative kiss podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More at symbol on there. Just go ahead and yeah. <laughs> Pop that one in there. Um, so, you know, another thing I want to talk to you about is speaking of being a power couple of Corpus Christi. Um, I wanted, because I was listening to your podcast today, like getting celebrities spotted at like Bath and Body Works and stuff. Then it always happen when you're like, hey, I haven't showered in like three days or Elena, I heard you say that. Yeah, that's the story of my life. <laughs> it's always that way. I'm just like, why like the random times that somebody recognizes me, can't I like, look amazing? I have to be like, just looking awful. And I get spotted at the thrift store a lot. And I'm just like, really? Gosh, I really look bad if I'm like hanging out at the thrift store. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I wanted to ask you guys about like your love for Corpus Christi, because I love Corpus Christi. Y'all know my husband's from Corpus Christi. My Mm -hmm. father-in-law is still there. Um, My mother-in-law is down there a lot. And I used to go like every summer as a kid out to North Padre. So Corpus Christi has a special spot in my heart, but... Elena, you're not even from Corpus. I just no. I want to know, like, why the like, why the hardcore Corpus Christi love? Well, <clears throat> I moved over here in 2001 to finish school, and then um, 
graduate school, I just stayed here because I've, I'm come, I come from a small border town. And so I knew I didn't want to be anywhere too big, like San Antonio or Austin. And I, I freak out like driving in Austin, like I can't, as a matter of fact, I won't drive mm -hmm. in, I, in Austin. I just, I'm just really used to a small town uh, living. And um, I just felt like uh, this was kind of a home to me. And then there's a lot of uh, momentum in Corpus. There's a lot of young people, um, even our age or younger that are trying to do really cool things as far as growing the community. And mm -hmm. it just happens to be like, we're in the right time of it. And I feel like we're a part of that growth. And, um, and so, uh, and I love being a part of it, like just witnessing and seeing like all the really cool stuff that's happening and all the growth that's happening within small businesses and local, the, the shop local push. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, it's been a really good city to me. And I never went, once I graduated, like I think a lot of my college classmates just left and I never wanted to, I felt like this would be a great city to uh, just plant my roots. And at 27, I bought my house. I was single. And, and um, then I met my husband years later and I was just like, this is great. I, I think I'm, I'm here. So, and I have a great, my in-laws are wonderful and, um, uh, you know, and, and I, and I love having a home where family and friends can come over now. And, um, because like, we recently bought this house and so, um, because they all come for the beach, you know, like, like most people do for vacation. Yeah. And so that's how I nice. found, that's how I found CC. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's like, it's a beautiful city. I feel like it's an underrated city in yeah. Texas. And like, you know, now that I know you guys, you guys really are like, and I don't know if it's because I've been like hyper focused on you since I met you and getting ready for the podcast. But you know, like Gerald watching like your the taco chair, the video series, like all this stuff. Like I was just telling my husband today, I was like, I need to tell your mom and like, her friends like uh, all you know about like that girl that does the pottery and about oh, all these, yeah. things, all these uh, little yeah. pop-up shops and all these things because that's like totally their their speed and things that like I think in their minds <clears throat> they don't they're not on the pulse of things to know those things are happening there right. so I want to tell them like dude you've got this really cool like uprising of all these like indie DIY handmade mm -hmm. you know yeah. things happening in Corpus like you need to go like take advantage of it Right. And I mean, I, I, I'm from here. I was born and raised here. So I think that, um, for me, it was kind of like, I, uh, I mean, I've seen the city and how it's progressed and the things that it's done and, and where it's, I mean, compared to when I was younger and just all the great things about it. So I, I, I love the city. I love my city and I love everything in it and the creative people that I know live here and are from here and, and do amazing things here. But one of the things that fuels me too um, is all the people that talk crap about it mm -hmm. that live here. Yeah. But I, I, I think like that happens in every city. I think, oh, it does. yeah, even Vegas people are probably like, this city's boring. <laughs> like it's horrible. And everybody's like, this city's so sold out. Like it's so California. I mean, everybody <laughs> yeah. about their city. Right. And for us, we get the, we would, we get the same, like, cause we've seen it in, one of the worst things to do is to go into your like in Facebook to go in the feed of your local news station no, <laughs> posting no. and like read all those bad comments. But um, just so many times you hear like all there is to do in Corpus Christi is eat and go to the movies. 
And that is so not the case. So the people that say it's boring, um, in my opinion, those are just kind of boring people. Oh, yeah. Like even the cute little arty coffee shop we went to. I know. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah. Frou-frou, magical, like spun cotton candy, like (laughs) artsy fartsy. Here in the suburbs in Austin, I'm just like, what's this newfangled coffee you're getting? Like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and I think also for me, I wanted to be in a place where nobody knew me because yeah. everybody from Eagle Pass was like either going to San Antonio or Austin or maybe even Houston. I wanted to be somewhere where I just literally got a fresh start. <clears throat> and, um, and so I just I felt like I my adult life just really 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 grew here in Corpus and then of course meeting fellow creatives like Alex who does a pottery or mm-hmm. Myra who's the muralist and um and then becoming our friends and then like and then we're also like a creative tribe where we're like pushing each other attending each other's things and and inviting each other to participate in stuff and so yeah it's, it's like, really, really it's cool. like your own little like Austin craft mafia I know you're super involved in um the pop-up shops yeah. And I was going to ask, Gerald, do you ever, like, I've seen pictures of Elena at the pop-up shops with your stuff, like your hand-sewn stuff. Do you ever sell uh, t-shirts there or any of your stuff? No. Um, I just, just recently, like pins, buttons, stickers, those things that I actually um, keep inventory of, uh-huh. I, I have been selling it to her last two that she's had. Um, but, you know, everything else now. Because I all my stuff is drop shipped, like, print, like uh, t-shirts and hats and everything. I figured it was, but I didn't know it was like, I mean, they're sharing Instagram space. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Next to each other. Like, that could be the next move. <laughs> could be. That's funny. It could be. It could be. Well, well, you know, put it on the radar and say that I told you so. We will. Give me credit. Y'all should pat yourselves on the back because, like I said, I've been going to Corpus for a long time. And I feel like when I listen to the podcast, I'm just like, Ugh. Look at Corpus just getting so like artsy. I mean, because it, like, it in the 80s, I mean, it always, I mean, I remember my parents going and we, mm-hmm. I've got pottery in the house now that my parents bought from like some guy in Corpus that like every year we'd have to get some big, you know, weird hippie artsy pottery thing because that's what was in back then with like macrame stuff all over it. So it's yeah. like, it's always been there, but it's awesome that you guys are helping. Help me bring it back up. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a Harry Potter coffee shop just opened up like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been like featured in CNN, all these Texas news channels. And if you are if you were to like, I don't know when the first Harry Potter came out, like a long time ago. But if you were to say like, hey, someone should open up a, a Harry Potter themed coffee shop, people would be like, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. That will never work in Corpus. And now it's like it's all a thing now. and people are loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you just didn't know there were so many Harry Potter people there. Like, <laughs> Basically. Exactly. They love it. So, Gerald, tell me a little bit about going back to the taco chair and bringing the awesomeness that is Corpus Christi to the forefront. Like, how did you, like, what inspired you to get started on that? I mean, you already had like taco gear, and then I'm assuming So Taco came before taco chair the video series like how did uh, that no work? actually it, it came after um oh, it, it happened the entire thing was kind of an experiment that was that was guided through just inspiration originally i wanted to blog more like i wanted to have a blog but i didn't know what to blog about <laughs> so i said okay maybe i can do this after a bunch of ideas i settled on all right let me get this chair and let me just call it the taco chair and let me put different people in it 
locally, take a photo of them. Then the blog would be about like that person, what they do. And then we'll ask them like what their favorite taco is. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first couple of people that I had asked uh, kind of gave me the runaround. So it really didn't happen. And then I, and then life just happened. And then it, I just didn't do it. But then um, I went on, um, I went to help some friends of ours, the tacos of Texas uh, mm-hmm. out of Austin. And I went to help them um, on their docu-series that they were doing. And I got inspired by like, I have a camera. I, I know a little bit about it. Let me just, uh, what, what if the taco chair just turned into like a video series? And I just did the exact same thing, but I did it with um, with video. Like I talked about the person and, and uh, who they are, what they do, uh, what kind of creativity they're doing. And then let's talk about tacos and their favorite taco. And that's kind of how the whole thing started and i really got lucky with the first one um the the very first episode of the taco chair i it just worked out that i had had a bunch of footage from uh the, her name is myra zamora she's a local muralist artist here i had a bunch of footage from her already and i asked her hey this is what i'm doing are you interested and she said yes and then we just we did the first episode and then i was like okay who um who else can i do and I was just like going like one at a time and they were staggered and, and, um, towards the end they got more organized, but it, it ended up just being like, let me feature different people in this city that I love that I think are doing really cool things. And let's talk about tacos and let's talk about them. And that's kind of how the whole thing kind of worked out. I love it. And I loved, I loved like watching it. Like I was like going through like this thing in my mind. I was like, I think we were all separated at birth because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Because like y'all's tagline is two side hustles and a microphone, and mine is like creative queso with a side of hustle. And then, like you know, Gerald, I saw that you got said you got started like with taco gear because you couldn't find a shirt you wanted, and I got started with Naughty Secretary Club because I couldn't find jewelry I wanted. And so I was like, and then we all have tattoos of like, you know, the things we're passionate about. Oh, yeah. Maybe we were separated at birth. But then I got to the taco chair thing and I was like, I think we were talking about it when I met you in person in Corpus. I was saying like, I want to do the like creative queso, like interview series in person where we eat queso and we talk about like our creative businesses, you know, like I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. I would, I would watch that. I love it, it was kismet. And then I was just like, how am I going to talk to people? And we don't have our mouths full. And then I was like watching your videos and I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's, that's going to be the <laughs> next thing you're going to have to life coach me on when I get ready to do the video portion. You know what I figured out too? Like, um, I mean, I filmed the first, the first person I filmed eating their taco and I was like, ah, what do I do? I just, in my head, I'm like, do I just let them eat? And she was like, what do I do? And I was like, just eat, <laughs> just eat your taco. <laughs> And she ate it, and and you know you try and be all proper from you know making the video. I was like, well, I I want to be tasteful with them eating, and I'm like, you know what, people eat, man. Like everybody eats. Yeah. People so, eat and people talk, and like for me, like I called it creative queso because you know being in Austin, like a lot of the business conversations I've had have been with people over a bowl of queso. Right. We're sitting there talking about our business. We're eating queso. We're maybe putting our hand in front of our mouth so that you can't see the queso getting you know chewed up and swallowed like you know but still you know you're eating and you're talking and that's how tacos and queso just mean love and business for us so 
Well, okay. Well, then that's that. And then, Elaine, I was going to ask you about, Gerald told me that you had some fabulous skirt action coming this year. But then I thought it was interesting. I was listening to the podcast you did with Kathy Conamarillo, and y'all were saying that you're relatively new to sewing. And I was like, man, she's already jumping straight to skirts. Like, skirts sound hard. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it was uh, Vanessa that helped me from Stitch Lab. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We, we became friends on Instagram and then we met a couple times in Austin over lunch and I, um, you know, it was kind of like a, a blind double date. We met with her and her husband and I told her because I went to several classes at Stitch Lab. I love Stitch Lab. Oh no, sadly. <laughs> and uh, because there were no classes like that here in Corpus. And so, you know, we would make it a weekend and spend time with Robert and Kelly and the boys and stuff. And anyway, um, I met her after, after Stitch Lab closed and, and I said, listen, I, I get so many compliments on my skirts. I just don't know how to make them for different sizes. And I know I, uh, because every, because I would wear them at my pop-ups and everybody was like, where can I get the skirt? And I was like, I don't know how to make that for you. <laughs> and so <laughs> like I know how to make it for myself but I don't know how to make it for you anyway and so she helped me and um and it was a really cool pattern that she developed and I it went from like size extra small to double x and so I was able to make these skirts for various sizes of women and they were a hit on small business saturday and um we're hoping to launch some online soon so you're going to sell them online, like uh-huh. to fit, yeah. like, are you gonna have people send you like their measurements? Or are you going to be like, they come in small, medium and large. Yeah, they'll be able to pick whatever size they want. And then because the, the sizes range from like, like I said, extra small to double X. And so if you go naturally, like if you go to a store like Old Navy, like what would you pick in that size? Mm-hmm. And, and so, or what would you pick in that store that, that fits from a bottom? It's an elastic skirt, super simple. So there's not, so there's some give. And so there's not like a button or a zipper. Um, It's a very easy slip on skirt. And so whatever comfortable your size you're wearing in, that's in a typical store, then that would probably fit you like it. I do like easy on, easy off, comfy skirt. Yeah. I wanted something really easy and functional and it's cotton. So it's breathable. Throw it in the wash, iron it, and it's good to go. I can't wait to see it. I know too, you love your, you love you, the colored, cute fabric, the fun fabric. Yeah. I carry the little tote bag that you gave me. Oh, you do? Good. My David Bowie, like little small bag is uh-huh. in my purse like every day. Oh, I know. And my keychain that you gave me. Oh, from Oaxaca? Yeah. You know, cute and pom-pom embroidered heart thing. Tell me mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm not stalking you guys. I'm like... <laughs> We're separating the birth and I carry you with everything. And I I'm so glad you listened to the podcast with Kathy. That was fun. I know. She's such a sweetie. Yeah, I was listening to it. Well, I got to do my research. You guys are my first episode. By like the ne- by the third time, I'll be like, who am I interviewing? What's your name again? But, you know, for yeah. you guys. For you guys, I did the deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. So, okay. So we're going to wrap up. But I have a couple couple more hot burning questions. Okay. So, like we, like I was saying, you know, speaking of us being separated at birth and you guys have your thing with tacos and I have my thing with queso. Um, and my husband's from Corpus Christi and I go there all the time to visit, to see his dad or not all the time, but relatively. And I don't know if I was telling you all this when we were there, 
But we used to go to Elva's. That was like our go-to place, you know, for tacos. And now they're closed. And now yeah. I, I don't know where to go when I come to Corpus Christi. Like, we're just those like tourist people that were like, I guess we'll go to Snoopy's. And then like, <laughs> eat at home. Like, where should we go? Like, I can't believe you guys don't have like octopus tacos there. Like, Gerald, I heard you talking about that. Like. Oh, yeah. I had them in Dallas from a place called yeah, Little Dallas, Dallas, I'm like, they need like exotic, weird seafood tacos and yeah, too. So where should I go get, get tacos? I don't have to be fancy tacos. So basically what, what Corpus is known for is their breakfast tacos. Oh, That's okay. like, you can find any of them anywhere. And yes, Elvis closed, which has made a lot of people That's sad. Really Our favorite okay. places for breakfast tacos are um, there's a place called Southside Barbacoa. Okay. That's our favorite place for breakfast tacos. We also like a place called Papi Chulos um, for different breakfast tacos as well. But st like street tacos, like asada or pastor, things like that. There's a place um, that we didn't actually discovered like less than a year ago called uh, Taquitos Mi Tierra. And it's an actual food truck. So you have to track them down where they are. And they usually have like their go-to places that they go to Thursdays, Fridays. Um, so that is our favorite place. You can also go one more place. Um, Tacos El Tri mm -hmm. is a, is another uh, trailer and that place, um, has, which I just recently discovered because a taco chair guest for season two wanted uh Mollejas, which is a uh, brain. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, I didn't know where they had them. And I actually was settling on something else there. And I saw on their menu, they had brain. I was like, Oh, perfect. And I brought them home and they were pretty good. So. <laughs> Ew. So, yeah. I know that's the kind of my husband gets or he'll be like just to annoy me he'll like get the lingua and I'll just be like, <laughs> I'll be like French kissing the cow I can feel his taste buds like, <laughs> you don't want to taste anything that can taste you uh, yeah he always gets to get the bizarre ones like that well okay well, I, will, <laughs> well, uh, I will tap you guys for those again or write it down before I come actually my husband's going down there and going fishing next week I'll have to perfect Give them the list. Tell them where to go. Yeah. Tell them to branch out. So you said you've got more episodes of So Taco coming, but I was also wondering as my last question, not only what else do you have coming, but do you have any other like side hustle things coming? Like you guys keep popping stuff out, like the video oh, series and the podcast yeah. and the skirts and the pop-up shops. I was like thinking about Gary Vanderchunk and like I was listening to a thing about him like talking about being multidimensional and you guys mm -hmm. seem to really epitomize that all kind of within the same genre, but you know, you guys are so multidimensional. I was like, do they have any more side hustles coming? Can one person <laughs> any side hustles? What, do you, do you, I have a, a pop-up happening. Uh, I just scheduled it yesterday. Um, March 9th, which is international women's days on eight, the eighth, <clears throat> but we're doing this on the ninth and, more than likely, it'll be nothing but but women vendors, and it just happens to be like that. I mean, I, I don't ever exclude male vendors, but um, mm -hmm. it just happens to be like women are the ones that are side hustling or hustling these mm -hmm. little businesses, and so. But when you say pop ups, just for the audience, <clears throat> you're talking about the markets that you set up. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and not just me. Yeah, right. it's, it's going to be like twenty six 20 vendors. vendors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. vendor thing. Are yeah. you setting up the one with, or did you just like? Are you participating in it? No, I set them up. Oh my gosh, like 26 people. You're like giving me heart palpitations. It's yeah. it's real. I mean, it's work, but it's really cool. She's done it the last two small business Saturdays. Um, and the last one, and we we branded it this time called Look Up for Local. 
I saw that. That's such a cute name. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she's. Um, she didn't want to wait a whole nother year. It so, was such yeah. a good um, turnout, and even like the food trucks that were there sold out of food. And they were like, "We got to do this more often. Like, y'all need to do this more often." And we were like, "What? Okay. Well, like, okay. I don't know what to do." And so we just picked <laughs> a date in March, and we have another one in July, and then um, and then we'll wait till November for the small business started. And then you franchise it like Renegade Craft Bear. Then you start going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever comes in between. Actually, tomorrow Gerald and I are going to that uh, trendy coffee shop around the corner to just plan out the year because uh, oh, we need to. Yeah. Huh? Go vision board. Get out your yeah. 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 We need all your windows. Thank you. We brought markers. Go sit up in those cool like staircase chairs that we didn't get to sit in. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some stuff too that I'm working on. That I think if I put it out on this podcast, I'll finally do it. But outside of Taco Gear and season two of the Taco Chair is coming. Um, the whole first quarter of this year is uh, filming, mm-hmm. and actually six of the eight episodes will be out of town. Oh, spicy! Um, yeah, so only two, only two will be here in Corpus, and the rest will be in different cities. And the interesting thing about season two is season one was like uh, seven episodes, and they were all women except for two guys, mm-hmm. and it just turned out that way. And then season two is actually all men except for two women. Oh, and that kind of just worked out too. (laughs) So that's coming. But then I'm also, um, I've always wanted to, this is probably another time for a whole nother podcast, but I used to be a magician many years ago. Well, well, who knew? (laughs) And I used to collect custom playing cards. People would actually, like the the United States playing card company, the the bicycle decks that everyone buys when they buy Uh cards. Um, Different magic companies or different companies online or Different creatives would design their own deck, and the United States Playing Card Company prints them for you. Um, but they do them in quantities of like 2,500. So I collected all kinds of decks from all kinds of places, and I've always wanted to design my own, and I did. Um, but I've always wanted to do it and put it on Kickstarter, which is where I support a lot of decks that I back. Mm-hmm. So this year I will be doing my first um, taco deck mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, and hopefully it gets funded. Um, and we'll see what happens. I love it. That's yeah. super fun. Now I want to like learn how to play like bridge and all kinds of like, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's like bring it back. Like there you go. All, all the old like card games. I used to love to play those, <laughs> yeah. man. Now that is like a random side hustle. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like you guys like make my head spin. Like two side hustles and a microphone is pretty much going to need to change soon for like 14 side hustles. <laughs> That's funny. You guys make my head spin. Well, thank you both so much for taking time out of your, your evening to chat with me. Thank you for Absolutely. inviting. Thank you so much for having us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited to, to listen to the new season and watch the new shows and you. you know nag you about all my hot burning questions for the rest of my podcast and my video series. You guys, <laughs> like I said, you're like, you're my little mentors. You're my little corporate <laughs> power couple business. <laughs> you didn't even know it. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate that. Hooray. Well, I'm sure everybody will go check you guys out and you can find out more about everybody in my show notes. Thank you. again. Anyone else hungry for a taco? 
The So Taco podcast can be found all the places so you can hear more from Elena and Gerald. When you go subscribe, rate and review Creative Queso, you can check out their show too. Oh, and while we're talking about tacos, are you guys keeping up with your summer reading and checking out the Taco About It Tuesday series on creativequeso.com? So many great chats with chain stitch embroidery artists, perfumers, illustrators, and more all about their creative businesses. Go into the Creative Queso podcast archives, where, of course, you can find gems like Elena and Gerald. But what about episodes with, say, Nicole Snow and her company, Darn Good Yarn, that made $7 million last year? Have you ever wanted to know about art licensing and teaching classes on Skillshare? Then might I suggest episode number nine with watercolor artist Anna Victoria Calderon. It's a great choice. Thinking about a career pivot. Episode number one is me rambling, I mean waxing poetic, about the five things to look for that might signal you need a career change. All right, thank you to my producer Mariah Gossett and my husband Chris Beck for the music. And thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out today. I'll be back same time, same place next week. I've got fun interviews coming with young adult fiction authors, professional pet photographers, and hand letterers all about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. 